0: life as we prepare our hearts to receive your word. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. What's the problem with the sound? Hello, hello, hello. Is it on now? Did you temper with something on it? Or you were trying to be funky? Anyway, well, it's that time of the year when we all start going home. Even the workers look forward to going home. It's like, you know, it's only in South Africa that December is almost like. Uh, because in other countries, December is, is one of the one of the is actually where a lot of activities, actually, that South Africa is like it's eleven months in, eleven months in a year. Because in most places, life goes on until the twenty second, twenty third. Even 24th. It's it's quite a busy time of movement, purchases, and then there's some three days and the year starts very early. But I think here everybody looks forward to December. The country is closing. (laughs) You know, one of the greatest shock I had culturally was when I came to South Africa in ninety seven. And, uh, <laughs> you were not born. <laughs> oh, you are serious? <laughs> you are joking. <laughs> anyway, don't worry. It's like me hearing somebody say, well, when I came to this place in 1957, all of us, I mean, we are not born, so it's okay. Well, you know, the shock that I had was when I was told that the church is on break for two weeks. I mean, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't understand it. Church on break? To where? And for what? It's it's almost like Jesus on break. Oh, God is on break. No. But I guess every culture and uh, what they value. And what I what I notice is that most even most pastors don't play with their holidays. Most pastors don't play with they do a big program this week. They need to rest the next, they must go on holiday the next week. Anyway, every culture and its work ethics. But I don't see why a church should go on holidays. Because Jesus is never on holidays. Anyway. Well, this morning I want to draw your attention to a few things. And uh, we'll pray also about things we need to pray about. Now, one of the first things I want to say, which is not in line with the message I want to but to get it clear to you, is this. You see, life, your existence, here on earth, and everything you do, it's not about you. It's about God. Let me say it again. Everything is not about you. Everything is not about you. It's about God. And, and if the earlier you understand this truth, the better you will be. There's nothing about you at all. There's nothing about you. That's why when you are sick, everything still goes on. Are you with me? It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God who has created us. Has created the world and everything that there is. It's about God. You see, if we don't get this right, when certain things happen, Satan will stand on it and tell us and make us feel that God has neglected us and he cannot be trusted. You see, when something is not about you, when things go wrong according to you, uh, you know that it's not about me anyway. It's not about me. It's about the, the purpose, the whole purpose or the whole counsel of God. You see, you're surprised. How can you say it's not about me? Yes, it's not about you because it is not in you. You have not the power to sustain your life. Are you with me? You have not the power to sustain your life. Therefore, it's not about you. It's about the person who has the power to sustain your life. That is why Jesus said, Fear not the one who is able to kill the body and afterwards can do nothing. Fear him who is able to kill the body and afterwards cast you into hell. He is the one that you must fear. A lot of Christians have got it wrong. Completely, totally, entirely wrong. By thinking and by doing things as if life is about them. And life is about us. Life is not about you. It's not about me. It's about God. The day you understand this truth, Satan will will never be able to deceive you again. You see, if Adam and Eve had known this truth, probably we would be in a better place. You see, it is because they thought it was about them. That is why they yielded to the temptation that Satan came to tell them that this tree that they said you shouldn't eat, if you eat it, you'll be better off. You see, it is when you know it's not about you that you obey the one who has given you the instruction. Because if it's about me and you tell me that I shouldn't do one, two, three, and I feel I should do one, two, three, I'll do it. But you see, if Adam and Eve understood this principle, it's not about them, but it's about the God. Because you, you woke up, all of a sudden you are in a place, there's a garden. You don't know how the garden came about. You don't know how the food you were asked not to touch. You don't know how it came about. Then when they say don't touch it, you say I'll touch it. Yeah, because maybe that food is, is for a deco. I don't know if you get my point. But let's get it clear. Let's get it clear. Let's get it clear. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God. Because you think about it. Think about it. You have your house, your house, where you stay. You are the boss of the house. You have had some things and you bought decorations. You know, sometimes some people have these drinks, especially those who drink the alcoholic drinks, beverages. They have some of it they use for deco. Are you with me? Yeah. So you have put your whatever drink, maybe your non-alcoholic champagne or Fanta or Coke, whatever it is, as your deco. Do you get it? Now, somebody comes into your house and you tell the person, there, there are things in the fridge that you can eat. But the ones that I've put in the divider and this, this, they're not supposed to touch it. And the person says, ah. I, that is what I feel like. I think this is good for me. And the person goes for what you have used for deco. Well, how would you feel? You get it? So, think about it. That Adam and Eve, if they have thought well, you see, if they have thought well that you even don't know where you came from. You just you, you just woke up to realize you are here. I mean, you just woke up to realize you are here. And the person who made you tells you, that you can eat this, you can eat this. Don't eat this one. And then you actually, you see, it is because you have not realized it's not about you. That is why when you were told this is good for you, you went for it. Because all that you have been told to eat, you could have eaten the tree of life that will make you live forever. You see, what will make you, which one is better? What will open your eyes or what will make you live forever? Which one is better? And don't you realize that what will make you live forever, you were not prohibited from eating it. Because after your eyes were open, you are no longer, you now begin. you lost the ability to eat what will give, make you live forever. So your eyes are open, but your eyes are open for how long? That is even if your eyes were open. I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And you see, it's because it's not about, you see, if, unless we understand this, we will, not, we, will not, we will not flow with God in doing what He wants to do for us. You see, because once you, you think it's about you, everything changes. Everything changes. Sometimes even you become impatient. Once it's about you, you, can, you become impatient. And that was where Jesus spoke of a man, a certain man whose ground brought forth many things. I think it's Luke 10 21 or something. I'm not either ten 20 twenty-one or something. said a certain man, he spoke a parable of somebody. Whose ground brought forth a lot of a good harvest. And when he looked at the harvest, he said, What shall I do? I will say, I will this I will do. I will build a big band and store my goods. Then I will say of my soul, So take thy ease and, and enjoy all that has come. Take it easy. Then the response of God was, You have your soul will I require of you tonight. And then we will see whose own the things you have stored shall be. But God said to him, you, 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 are, you, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you have worked for? You see, the, the error here, the error here in this thought of this man is not because he thought of he's taking ease or whatever. But, but because he didn't ask the right question that he must ask. Because you have been planting do you get it? You have been planting. You just went to put the seed there. You don't know the miracle of what went on in the soil. All of a sudden you woke up and you discover that your harvest is a lot. If it's about you, then you will for yourself. But if your mind is working well and understanding that somebody has contributed for me to have abundance, then you need to ask who is it? and what why has he given me this abundance and, and and there's nothing wrong in acknowledging that it's not about you most of us feel that because if we say it's not about us then it means we will be neglected that's a mistake you make that's a mistake that is not about you does not mean you will be neglected i'm saying that that the life here on earth is not about you does not mean you will be regret you will be neglected most of us feel that unless i stand up and fight for myself And think about myself and do everything for myself. Nobody will do it for me. I'm telling you, the one who has given you life to exist has in mind to take care of you. And he will take care of you. You don't have to pray for him to take care of you. He will take care of you. Unless you are describing him as an irresponsible father. And prove to me the mark of God's irresponsibility. Look at the work of his hands and see which one has been faulty. You do a car and a few years down the line, you recall several thousands because it's faulty. Tell me which of the stars has been recalled and which of the planets that he made has been recalled because there was a fault with it. Who says he neglects his own? And you see, that is what Jesus told the disciples. It's not the life more than raiment. It's not the life more than raiment. The person has given you life. Why should you be worried about what will clothe you? But why should you be worried about what you will eat? You see, the, the moment you start worrying about some of these minor things, what you are saying is that the guy is irresponsible. But you see, Jesus' argument is that which one is more expensive? Which one is more difficult to give? Is it the food to eat or the life to eat the food? Are, are you here with me? You are quiet. No, I don't get a feeling that you are here. I know we are not a lot today, but I don't get a feeling that you are here with me. Listen, when you are dealing with me, you can have that doubt that I may not care for you absolutely well, but not with God. That, that, that's the, you see, you, you, it's because your father has let you down and your mother has you, that's why you are, you are, you are, by extrapolation extending it unto God because, because you see, in your mind if my father who brought me into this world is neglecting me, who else can I trust? And I present it to you, your father didn't bring you into this world. It is God who brought you into this world. You go and ask your father the number of times he has had sex and how many of them have resulted in the pregnancy. It is because God decided you are coming on this day. That's why your father's activity brought you forth. It is not your father's works. It is God who worked through your father. Are you with me? And even in, in, in in your language, in one of the languages... They refer to children as, I mean, not belonging to you, but rather passing through you or something like that. In one of the languages, either Sutu or whatever, say, it's almost like children, you are just a, a, a keeper of them. They don't belong to you. Because you don't know how they came about. You don't know. It's, it's not your works to say that a part of your body must be releasing eggs every time and for a part of your body to be producing sperms every time. It's not your works. This is the work of God. I said, this is the work of God. So, so how, can you, how can you think for a moment that the God who has given you life will neglect you? He will never neglect you. You see, this is what he explained to Jonah. He explained to Jonah when Jonah was refusing to go and preach to Nineveh because Jonah's argument was that if I go and preach to them and they, they repent, you will not punish them. And he was saying to Jonah, why should I punish them if they have repented? You, you, you didn't bring forth this tree That gave you the shade. And you love it so much and you were happy that it was giving you shade. And now when I made it die, you're angry. Why is dead? The people I've created, should I not take care of them? Even if they are going wrong, should I not have mercy on them and direct them out of the wrong way? Why should I just finish them because they are going wrong? That's the story of uh, 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 the book of Jonah. And, And so some of your prayers also must start to change. When somebody hurts you, then you are praying that they will die. Or something bad will happen to them. It must change. They will never die because you prayed. Are you with me? No, I think I just, I just felt in my spirit that we do this homework before we continue the preaching. Are you with me? Yeah, we need to get things right. Get our mind correct. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's about God. If there is a problem, go to him and tell him, God, this is the problem. It's you who created me and you know the problem I have. It's only you who can solve it. So solve it or do whatever. you If you don't solve it, then help me to live with it, to do your will. Are you with me? So please, certain prayers you must talk. It's God didn't do this, God didn't do that. It's not about you, please, and it will never be about you because you don't have life in the life you have is given to you. Your life originates from God. It's not yours. Therefore, if it is not yours, it can never be about. You. And it's because of this false gospel that we have preached and making people now mini gods and like the big God who has to supply like a filling station. He must be reef-welling and uh, 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 what do you call these people who logistics? He's a logistic officer. He's a logistic officer. He must run the warehouse according to your orders, and dispatch it by sending angels. God deliver us and forgive us. I said, God deliver us and forgive us. Maybe we should pray about this truth that we want to. You know, let's rise up. I want us to pray just for some five minutes. uh, Lord, help us to understand this in our spirit. Because it will set you free. Every trap that the enemy throws at you, you'll be delivered from it. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Pray about it. Lord, help me. Help me. This is a truth that I need to have in my spirit. Yes, I may go about things without consulting you. I may be running my affairs in many ways without involving you. Oh, yes. But please, Lord, let me understand this truth. Help me, Jesus. That anything that I do oh, yes. or anything that you do for me oh, yes. is not for me, but oh, it's yes. for your name's sake oh, and yes. for who you it's are. For your name. Help it's me receive this me. truth. Help
1: me, Jesus. Jesus. be the center Masa of my life. Oh, you the center be the center Help me this truth, Oh, be the center that it's Thank Rika you. Talaburu, Riva Santeric, Ricat Talaburu, Riva Santeric, Riva Santuru, Marcatar, Mama, Mamma 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 Rica Talabra, Viva Mamma Mandru, Father Riva Santa, Viva
2: Three minutes into it,
0: three
1: cuts out of it. Three
2: it. From three cuts out the house.
1: Elo, m'khali le baba, le ka tala go ra, le ri be re sian, mama, baba, le ka Sí, so you're mamá, you, nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing
2: else mamá, Nothing
1: in this world will baba pra baba you're the center pra baba pra baba pra baba pra baba pra Thank you Jesus. Jesus.
0: Thank, Jesus. Thank, Jesus. thank you Lord. Lord. thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for you thank you thank you for giving thank you revelation you you thank
3: you you
1: That is you you it will always
3: be, it's always been you, Jesus. Only you, Jesus. Jesus, at the center. Jesus, at the center. Oh,
1: Jesus, Jesus. Oh,
0: Jesus.
1: Oh, Jesus. It will always be. It's always been you. It's always been you, Jesus. Let Jesus
2: be the center. Jesus be the center
3: Jesus of my life. Jesus be the center. Be the center of my life, from beginning to the end, to the end. It'll always be, it's always with you. Oh, Jesus, we say, Jesus, be, be the center of my life. Be the center of my Jesus, center, Jesus of my life, from beginning to the end. deliver us from self-centeredness
0: and everything that hinders us. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Please be seated. Can you get this thing to work well? Why does it harm? Because you have turned. You see, the, the, the monitor is supposed to turn to face me, not the other way. I don't know. Because that's the only thing that I see to turn your face. But anyway, let, let's go on. I hope we can get through with it. Do you understand that life is not about you? Do you want, Let let, let, me, let me give you the scriptures. Let me give you the scriptures. You see, it is only when you think life is about you that will stop you from doing what you have to do or what is expected of you by God, who has given you life. Amen. You see, it is when you have the wrong thoughts or the wrong assumption, that is why your flesh is empowered. I'm going to explain it to you just now. But you see, in the beginning of the Gospel of John, the Bible tells us that in in the beginning was the and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. In the beginning, the Word was with God. Oh, I thought we are moving on. The same was in the beginning with God. The same. same Word was in the beginning with God. Let, look at this verse. Look at this verse. Are you one of the all things? Or oh, you are not one of the all things. <laughs> not some things. All things were made by who? And without him was not anything made that was made. So if you didn't make yourself, how come You want to make life about you. Because you are you. No, wait a minute. There's somebody who has given you the life. In him, in Christ, was life. And the life was the light of men. You can say it in another way, Colossians 1.16. Somebody else understood it better. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities, or powers all things were created by him for all things were created by him for you so you see it is it is actually rebellion for you not to do or live for what created you. It is actually rebellion. It is actually rebellion. and that's what Satan is and all the demons and other powers that are with him. That's what Satan is. Hallelujah. So going forward, yes, I know you have needs, and I know you have problems. But I also want you to know that you have somebody who has made you. And that person is not irresponsible like your father or your uncle or your mother. Or other people that were supposed to be responsible. That person has proven his responsibility by making sure that everybody gets food to eat. That's what Jesus said. The best of the air, they sow not Yet they don't go hungry. The flowers don't make cutting. But he said, Solomon in all his, his beauty and arraignment was not beautiful compared to the beauty of the flowers. So, what makes you what let me ask you what is your evidence that God would? And that is the reason why you have decided to take matters into your own hands. Because it is only when you feel somebody will neglect you that you have to fight for yourself and say survival of the fittest. And if it is survival of the fittest, you are not the fittest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I believe we have settled this for good. And let it enter your spirit. Don't say, but what about this? There's no what about. It. What it is is that because somebody, God is the owner of the life that you have. If there's a problem, take it to the owner. I say, if there's a problem, it's simple. Nobody is admitting or denying that there may be problems. Are you with me? Nobody is denying that there may be shortages. But there's somebody responsible. Okay, there's somebody responsible. Take it to him. Don't start trying to sort out your own things. It doesn't work like that. Because in trying to sort out your own things, you will you, you get cheated by other demonic powers that know that you are on your own, you are insufficient. You see, the... the, the, the Whatever it is that a father, the father was trying to, to. Every father wants the children protected. Do you get it? And everybody wants protection. But your source of protection is important. Because a thief can't protect you. A thief can't protect you. He will do an inside job. So it's, it's almost like you are looking for protection. Then you go and call your enemy to come and protect you. That is what most of the world is doing. You go to Satan to protect you. And Jesus has said, a kingdom that is divided against itself cannot stand. So how can you go to Satan to protect you against Satan? And that's what a lot of people do. When you go to the Nyangas and the Sangomas and the other ancestral things, you see, these are demonic powers. They are powers. I don't disagree. They are powers. Look, look. You, you, you don't... The, where The area where some of us grew up The region that, like, the West Africa. I mean, things happen, they can make things work in the air, people can suspend in the air. You see, so to deny the existence of these powers is to deny reality. But the thing is that these powers are not bigger than the power of. And so, if you have access to the power of God, why go for something less? That, that, that's, a, that's my argument. Because those powers are real. And Jesus has told us that a kingdom that is standing does not divide against itself. So, if you, are, you, are, you want to be protected, if anybody will kill you, it's Satan. So, if you want to be protected from being killed, And you go to one of Satan's agents, his his retail outlets. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what you are doing. Satan is a wholesale. And you are going to a retail outlet of Satan to protect you, to get power from there to protect you against Satan. What do you think you are doing? Why don't you go to God? whose production includes Satan himself. To supply you with what Satan cannot be able to overcome. Are you getting the point? That's the argument. That's the argument. And most people, so it's good you prayed with your parents. And because you prayed, the Holy Spirit, you see, what you think is the thought, is the voice of the Holy Spirit talking to you. Because you prayed, it's the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you, just don't, don't fight. Just go and change it. Just go and change it and go. Yes, because somebody will say, no, why are you going like, to throw it? No, no, no. You don't know who is on whose side. So just go and change it. You take the correct one and go. Your mother or who? somebody else will sort it out. And lo and behold, the mother called and said, I'm worried. That meat don't eat. You see, what she didn't know is that the Holy Spirit has been ahead of her. The God will protect you without fighting. By just giving you inside and making you change lanes. So once the enemy is attacking you on the five, you're actually you, you change lanes long ago. Yeah. You know, in the Bible. There was a king who always planned to attack the Israelites. And whenever he did, the prophet, I think either Elisha or Elijah, I think Elijah, one of them, would tell them, would tell the Israelites the plan of the king against them and therefore avoid this place. And the king couldn't believe why his plans was not working. So he thought it was one of his agents, his, his people who was giving info like a spy. Until uh, he was told that there is a prophet in the people's business. So whatever you plan, do you get it? You can plan, but the prophet hears you and knows everything. It's revealed to him, so the people are just giving the information way ahead. So your ambush won't work. Look, many times God will fight for you without Having to fight by just giving you insight if you to change course, if you would link up with him well, amen. So, this is what you see, this is what we are praying about. Last week we prayed about it, but we didn't go into details. You see, being born again puts into you something spiritual. Being born again. Brings into your life something spiritual. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. The Bible tells us there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. A ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him rabbi we know that thou art a teacher come from god for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except god be with him then jesus responded verily verily i say unto you except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of god then nicodemus would ask what did you hear what you said at this age to be born again seriously do you know where i came from i've been going there but not all of me can go there i mean i have a, I have a copy and i've been going there but not all of me can so how can i go all over again jesus I know you work miracles, but I don't know how. How this miracle can be. Yeah, a, That's the question he was asking. How can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Now, <laughs> Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit so when you are born again which happens when you receive Jesus Christ as as your Lord and Savior and believe in him as the Son of God the Bible says by that confession and by that belief the process of being born again occurs and Jesus said the process of being born again is a spiritual thing The water of the word. You receive the word of God. The spirit. The Holy Spirit. So the word you hear. Together with the working of the Holy Spirit. Leads to a miracle happening. Which is a miracle of a new spirit. Because that which is born of the spirit. Is spirit. Now this spirit that is birthed in you. Is the treasure that God has given you. That must be nurtured to grow. This spirit that is birthed in you is a receiver that God has given you to receive transmissions from the spirit of God into your life. Many Christians have neglected this spirit. This great treasure, this great work, because if that which is born of the spirit is spirit, then if you are born again through the work of the Holy Spirit, then whatever is born in you is spirit. I mean you should know this by now if you've been coming to this church unless you don't come regularly. Are you with me? Now, this spirit, unless it grows and matures, you will not be able to receive all that is prepared for your life. You will not be able to walk in all that is prepared for your life. And so I've been emphasizing or talking about that's some of the things we need to do. And last two weeks, is it last week or last two weeks? We, we read Jude 20. Jude 20. Jude is only one chapter, so it's not chapter 20. It's not Judges. Jude. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves. building He's not talking about building up your body. He would have actually told you to go to the gym. So yourself here is not referring to your beautiful physical body. Are you with me? No. Yourself here is referring to your spirit. Building up yourself on your most holy face. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, most Christians and most churches today neglect baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying for people to receive thanks. But one of the things I have noticed is that when people get born again and they are baptized and they receive the gift of speaking in tongues and other gifts of the Holy Spirit, they become serious Christians. I don't know how. Don't ask me. I don't know the amounts of it. I don't know how, but whatever it is, they change. Something happens in them. Some, and you know, I I have heard it, I've known it over the years. But I'm I'm seeing it happening life. I'm seeing... you see, the Lord told me that make the people pray, make their people create a place for them, help them to pray. That is the reason for Mount that, Holy. That's the, that's the thing. It's like if you can leave them with me or arrange and organize them to. I'll sort them out. That's what the Lord told you. If you can get them to me, And most of the testimonies, most of the things that are happening I was not there. I was not there. Because it's not about me. It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now so what, what I want to emphasize here is that you see knowing what to do is one thing. But the next thing is we have to identify the things that will fight us. Because, you see, you know what to do. But there is also an opposition to doing what you have to do. I mean, most of you know that as a student, you study every day. But the truth is that it's only when exams are coming that all of a sudden you begin to study. The same tiredness, the same sleepiness, all of a sudden flies away. Because of the the terror of the exams. But in the absence of the terror of the exams, somehow, an aspect of you negotiates with you not to do what you have to do. And in the process, it puts you in always a difficult, stressful position. You know, some people break down mentally when it's getting to exams time because of the overwhelming nature of what they must cover. And you're asking yourself why do you have to it's it's not like when you came to school then they surprise you the, the the examination time popped out you have known from the beginning of the semester even when you are doing the registration you knew that there's there are exams exams and yet why are you acting surprised why are you acting over because you see the truth is that the truth is you see even though known it. There's a part of us that doesn't want to do anything good. Anything good for our lives, it doesn't want to do it. The same body or the same part of us, if it was something to give it pleasure, it would do it till daybreak. break. But anything else, no. Now, the same body of yours or the same nature it's going to fight your your building up yourself it's going to fight it and most of us somehow don't realize the enemy that is with us and we rather always spend a lot of time cherishing it and beautifying it and giving it from attention to attention This morning, I'm here to tell you if it's still morning. It's afternoon now. I'm here to tell you that we need to take up a fight against our flesh. Because your flesh will stand. You see, your flesh together with the mind that is carnal, is going to stand between you and all the beautiful works that God has done for you. You see, many Christians don't like to hear messages like this. That places... The demand on them to do what they have to do. They want you to do what they have to do. But like Bishop said, when he was preaching, in uh, wife you have chosen, he said, there are some things, you, you have to do it for yourself. It cannot be done. I can't pray and transfer it to you. It's almost like asking me to eat for you to grow. Eh? My dear, do you think if I eat, you grow? Hair asking me to eat for hair to grow. It, it, you, you see, you are all laughing. It's like, uh, how, how can such a thought occur to you? That's exactly what most Christians do. Pastor, pray for us so that our spirit will grow. And, and I'm here, the message today is very simple. It's very simple. I don't have a lot to say. Listen, unless your spirit grows, all that is prepared for your life will not come. Because the things that are prepared for your life are received by your spirit. They are not received by your flesh. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. The things that God has prepared for you which will keep you going, which will keep you excited, which will keep you happy, which will give you hope to persist till the very end. They are not received by the natural person, by your carnal nature, by your carnal mind. They are not received. They are received by your spirit. They are received by your spirit. And unless your spirit grows, it cannot hear, neither will it understand what it is doing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And and to for your spirit to grow, you have to see your flesh as an enemy. I mean, some of you, you have decided to come to church and you are in church, but your body is deciding to sleep, even in church, not on a bed. And meanwhile, when you put it on a bed and you say sleep, it won't sleep. Then it wants to watch pornography. Yeah. It won't sleep. It wants to watch pornography. Even when you are tired and you think you should be sleeping. Then it says, let's go to the laptop and the phone press bigmama.com <laughs> I didn't think I knew it. <laughs> Are you surprised? Yeah, you see, what is that? The same flesh, think about it though. When you have to do things that will help your spirit to grow, it never cooperates. It never agrees. So, unless you see it as an enemy to be fought, you will always be agreeing with it. That's the message I'm saying to you. You see, unless you see your flesh as an enemy, your flesh, not your mother's flesh, your flesh, as an enemy to be fought, you, would, you will always agree with it. You see, the disciples of Jesus, Jesus took them not to a party after they have eaten. He took them to go and pray because of the impending danger and the difficulties. While Jesus was praying, they decided that their flesh has eaten and it must sleep. You can see your master is str- I mean, very stressed. Your miracle-working master is very stressed. You can't even be awake enough to ask, Master, what is wrong? He's like, well, you you have your problem. We, we are sleeping. <laughs> and he comes and finds his disciples sleeping. And said, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray. That ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing. But the flesh is weak. You see, the weakness of the flesh is its strength. The flesh is weak in wanting to do spiritual things. But it is not weak in wanting to do carnal things. Because some of you, I mean, listen, let's look at ourselves. Let's look at ourselves. I don't know about you, but me, I've done things. And I'm thinking to myself, how could you do all these things for so long? And yet, when it comes to pray, it's a struggle. The first all night I went after I got born again, I slept and I'm asking, and at that time, okay, I was still young, but I was able to be awake for so many other things that are not worth mentioning on a Sunday afternoon when you are preaching. But Some of you can, uh, you understand what I'm talking about. How many have been awake the whole night, not praying? How many have been awake the whole night not praying, but awake? Not alone. (laughs) Let's ask again. Tell the person, be honest. Be honest. How many, listen, listen. How many have been awake the whole night not praying and not alone? And it was not a wake keeping. It, it was not somebody is dead. But you are awake the whole night. In a room. Is there any hands? Are there still some hands? Are there some Christians here who are honest? Yeah. So so listen, listen. How come? The same you cannot pray the whole night. Let me, let me say this to you. You are going to get nothing from the Lord by way of your spirit growth. If you don't fight your flesh, you have to learn to fight your flesh. You see, when I became a doctor, for the early years of my practice, I took so long with one patient. Even though I had the knowledge, it took a long time to be able to quickly apply the knowledge to diagnose the problem. But as I persisted in practicing, sometimes before the patient enters the I have an idea. So I became more efficient. When I sit in the consulting room, the queue moves faster. Because I don't fess around trying to find out. I don't ask all the questions we're told to ask about headache. I know one or two questions. When I ask, I have an idea. It's like just one or two questions removes about 70% of the other possibilities. And by the time I ask the next question, I'm just left with two options. So even in, in writing investigations, I don't write a lot of investigations. I have an idea where I am and what I need to come But you see, it took a while after finishing school to reach that state. In the same way, somebody would argue, why do we need a lot of time to pray? Why do we need to go out all night? Because for most of us, in the beginning of developing our spirit, it takes a long time to overcome the flesh and to get into a place where now the Holy Spirit begins to talk to our spirit and our spirit hears. The Holy Spirit is always speaking. Our spirit doesn't hear because the noise is a lot. And you see, when when somebody is speaking, the one who is speaking is not disturbed by the noise. The one who has to hear what is spoken is the one affected by the noise. Therefore, it is not that when you are praying for 12 hours, 10 hours, the Holy Spirit is gone somewhere and is here to come. He's there, he's speaking. But you may not be hearing because there is a lot of noise generated by your flesh. And your thoughts and other things. So much so that your spirit is disturbed in hearing what the spirit is saying. That is why you have to spend time to pray. Some of you, as you are going on holidays, you need to spend time to pray. You see, unless you believe what I'm saying, and unless you believe that you're, the success of your life here on earth it hinges on the development of your spirit. You will never do it. You will never do it. And you will be happy to do very stupid things, which you will discover later that it was stupid. Yeah, I'm telling you. And of things I've done, and I say, ah, what was I thinking? I mean, one of the common questions I ask myself often is, what was I thinking? Or how was my mind working? Why would you do such a thing? Yeah. So listen, that's all I'm saying to you. Your spirit is the key to your blessing. The development of your spirit, the growth of your spirit is the key to everything in this world. Your spirit's growth is your power. Your spirit's growth is your everything. It's your everything. And therefore, any investment to make your spirit grow is worth it. I said, any investment to make your spirit grow is worth it. And if you have to crush your flesh for your spirit to get an opportunity to grow, it will pay off. I said, it will pay off. Most of us, we are always, it's like, I have this to do. You see people, it's like, you always have things to do. What are you doing? What are you doing? Make time. Don't believe anybody that tells you that they can do something to develop your spirit. Just as I cannot eat, my dear, for you to grow. If I eat the food, I will grow. You have to eat
2: for yourself. No matter how
0: difficult it is, if you want to grow, you have to eat for you. Stop waiting for me to eat for you to grow. I will grow fatter. You will believe. If you like, bring your food so uh, pastor. You know, this is my food, since you are the pastor, you know, you can eat for me so that I will grow. When I eat, I will grow. And when I eat, I will grow. And I've been telling people that, you see, since I became a pastor and I started looking after people, it has benefited me more than the people I've looked after. Because every time in search of truth to feed your people, you you receive the truth first. Yeah. Every time you, you go in search of truth, you receive the truth. And I'm the one who is growing spiritually. And you would also grow if you pay your price. By, by accepting that your flesh. Your number one enemy is your flesh. You, you, not your mother's flesh. Your flesh, your flesh. But it presents its case in a very gentle and subtle way. As if it likes you. No. The flesh is is the fifth column. Like Galatians 5 says, the flesh warred against the spirit. Your flesh wars against your own spirit. Your flesh doesn't war against somebody's spirit. It wars against, please open Galatians 5.17 or 5.17. Yeah. Your flesh, your flesh, for the flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit again. And these are contrary one to the other. Please write it in English for us. They are contrary one to the other. In other words, if you stand left, I'll stand right. We'll never stand together. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite to what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. What what does it mean to fight? To oppose, to resist, to hinder, to prevent, to obstruct, to make it difficult. So those of you that always allow your flesh to inside like Your flesh, your sinful nature has become your king. Even though you are born again. You need to understand this. You need to understand this. That prayer, prayer is everything to you. And anything that stands in your way to pray is an enemy to your life. I'm here to tell you. Anything that stands in your way to pray is an enemy to your life no matter what it says about itself. I'm telling you. Your your prayer life would release, you see, your prayer life would get your spirit to grow. Your prayer life will get you to be familiar with God in terms of how, you see, your prayer life will grow your spirit. that When God, every situation you know, you know, you can sense God's presence in it. So Satan's lies can no longer work. Satan will tell you God has forsaken you and your spirit's a likeness to the presence of God will tell you God is here with you and that He has not forsaken you. Your spirit will give you what is about to happen just before the temptation you are in. Your spirit will give you the inside info that your natural self doesn't have. Hallelujah. And therefore, spend anything to develop your spirit. And some of you, please, this is your best season. Those of you whose life comes to a halt in terms of school and then you have to reopen, it's your best season. It's your best season. I've said it to people 20 years ago. They didn't believe me. And I'm saying it to you 20 years down the line. I hope you believe. You are not going to have any better life. You are not going to have any better life after this. When you start working as a doctor. Do watch. It's going to be. You see, because the world knows it. Satan knows it. So he will load you with many things. And manipulate your desires and the deceptions. So you keep going, going. Never having time for what is essential. So now that your life is regimented or regulated... Come, you have finished exam. The next time you come to school again is February. It's the day you finish school, it will never happen again. You will never get it again. And they will start telling you, when you sign your leave, they will tell you it's not approved. Even though it's, they say it's yours. It's yours, but you can't take it at will. You take it when they decide that you should take it. And they, you take what they decide you should be able to take Hallelujah. So, that's all I'm sharing with you. What are you going to do to make sure you have a prayer life? That's the question I'm asking you. What are you going to do? You've heard a message. How important that by prayer your spirit will grow. Your spirit will develop. But what are you going to do so that you have a prayer life? Is there going to be a determined time in your life? Don't tell me you don't know how to pray. Just as you didn't know how to talk but today you are talking. By hearing and associating yourself with people who talk, you know how to pronounce words now. You didn't start pronouncing them the way you do now. But just a matter of time, you will do the right thing. It's the same with prayer. Yes, you may not be able to, but just even just to be able to to overcome your flesh and say, I'm here for three hours. Even if I don't say anything, I'm sitting here. I'll sit here. You, 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 be, you are able to discipline your flesh. Yes. I don't know what to say to God, but at 3 a.m. I wake up. You discipline your flesh. At the, these days, I don't wake up with alarm. 3 a.m. It's as if somebody calls me. 3 a.m. I don't wake up with alarm. 3 a.m. Unless I sleep at 2. But if I sleep around 12, 3 a.m. I'm awake. Your body does what you train it to. And once it picks up that you are determined, to submit. You know, your body is like a child who sometimes wants to test your resolve. Mm-hmm. You know, children, sometimes they, when you ask them to do something, they want to check how strong you are. As you know, those of you that are parents, children, as, as little as they are, they want to check, are you serious about what you are saying? When they pick up that you are serious, they, they begin to obey. Huh. It's the same thing with your flesh. And you see, there are stages. So you say, Satan will tell you that because you don't know how to pray, don't worry, when you know how to pray, you'll stay longer. No. Just practice the, the submission and the bullying of your flesh to say, we are here for three hours. Whether I pray or I don't pray, I will be awake for three hours. I'll play music. I'll play preaching and just listen to it and say, God help me. That's what, at least that's what God help Anybody can say. Just as a child can say, mama or papa, even when they are babies. God help me. It's a prayer. For three hours, God help me. It's a prayer. By so doing, see, as you, by the time you grow in your language expression when it comes to prayer, the control of the body will no longer be an issue. You see, one time I told somebody, I think it's you, as you are learning a song, that I said, don't wait until you get the tune. Because, you see, in learning a song, there are different parts that must be done. First of all, you must know the words. You must know the words for you to sing it in the right tune. So, don't wait for a keyboard. Or to even get the rhythm of the, the tune. Just play the song. Play it in the environment with the aim of all I'm doing is learning the words of the song. Once you have learned the words of the song, you can now concentrate. You, you are no longer concentrating on, am, am I remembering the words that you follow? No, because you know it. So now you can concentrate on the tune, what you hear. It's the same thing with prayer. Because you see, when you, when you want to pray... First of all, your body must be disciplined to be awake. It must be disciplined to sit in one place or be in one place. Most of us, we are defeated there just to keep the body awake. I said, it doesn't matter how much we have slept. When it comes to prayer, the body goes to sleep again. So the exercise of being able to keep your body awake is one component of learning to pray. The exercise of bringing your mind onto God. Because it is when you start to pray that you remember all the things you have to do. If you have ever try to pray. When you start to pray, it's when you feel like sending a message to this person. telling this person. So even in our, in, our, in our current day, even dealing with the cell phone addiction that we have, because you can't pray if you are on your cell phone. So even just exercising the ability of switching off the cell phone for two hours, for three hours, it's an exercise. Because some of us, when our cell phone is switched off, we feel sick. Oh so yes. I mean some of us, no matter what time a message is sent to us, we'll read it. Even if we are asleep, when a message drops, we'll wake up. Two of us. Some of you, your messages when they drop, they, they, there's a ringtone. But even when the phone is lying there and there's no ringtone, after 20 minutes, <laughs> you are checking whether a message has come. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! Now, see, all these things we have to exercise to overcome them. So you, you see, you are saying to me that pastor, I, I don't know how to pray, so I can't pray for three hours. Good. I agree with you because maybe you don't have the language, but. You need many more things to so train yourself to say from this time to this time. My phone is off. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just sitting and just enjoying music, listening to preaching. As I say, God help me. As I say, God help me. Before you realize, you are saying things because once you create the environment and everything is gone out, the Holy Spirit comes. Before you realize, you are saying things that you ask yourself: Is it me talking like this? But you see, unless you determine to do it, you will never. It will never happen. And then you say, "I should eat so that you grow." You see, every time you struggle to pray, no, I'm not asking pastor to. So that I'll be. Because that's exactly what most Christians. And God giving us life and health. Early next year, we will start. We will start. Don't prayer meeting because it's summer. Please, it it's just to develop the exercise of waking up. The exercise of waking up. Because you see, what I teach, I must implement things that helps you to do it. Are you with me? Because that's the only way to people learn how to do things. You can say it in theory, but you must give them the to be able to do it. So for about eight weeks or two, to the summer ends, we'll have done prayer meetings. That starts at five, which means you, some of you will have to wake up at four. Those of you that are not too far from here. Those of you that are far, we'll have to make a plan for you just to develop the ability of telling your body, get up and let's go. Because listen, this body of us eh, eh, is an enemy. The, the body is Satan's full time agent it's like a spy in your institution. And not just a spy, but actually a fifth column that is actively working to subvert anything that is of God. If you don't see it like that, you will pamper it and it will lead you to your, your pain. But it shall not be your case in Jesus. This is my prayer for you. And please hear it and hear it. Today I know I've not said anything wild, anything revelatory. But I just feel strongly that I need to bring to your attention your greatest enemy against the most essential thing you have, which is prayer. Jesus said, men always ought to pray. Paul said, praying always. Pray without ceasing. Prayer holds everything. Prayer is everything. I said, prayer is everything. And there's no formula for prayer. Just as there's no, there's no formula for talking with your parents. What formula do you use to talk to your parents? Come again. So why do you want a formula to talk to God? Come again. And mind you, just as every parent understands the language of their child, when the child is developing their language. So also God understands the real language even in its infancy. My mother used to tell me that when I wanted to carry me, I would say it in this Your mother is gonna carry me. Your Mother is gonna carry me. That means mommy carry me. But she understood her son's cry. Right. When you say it in our local language, it's funny, but that's how I said it. But as a mother, she knew what I wanted. That mommy carried me. Yeah. There's no mother who doesn't know the language of their child. You who is not the parent may never know the language. But most mothers, most mothers. Unless they are irresponsible. They know the language of their child. They understand everything the child says. Even though the child's language is not developed and doesn't say the way it should be said, the mother understands. What makes you think if a mother and understand a child whose language is not developed, but all that they say. Why would your God not understand this? I said, why would your God not understand you? Stop this nonsense of, I don't know how to pray. You know how to pray. Is Satan using, I don't know how to pray, to prevent you from developing your prayer life. Because if you don't know how to pray, and you don't start praying, you never know how to pray. Let's rise to sir. Thank you. You know, one of the things that I'm trying to do, I'm going to do, is that a number of you who are around in Hauteng, and not far, and especially you don't have a serious church at home that you are going to. I want to organize to make sure that you come to church here at least. To strengthen you and to help. You. Because the break has a way of, like anything else, if it's never exercised, it grows lean. That's why when you see a person who has a problem with a, a, a limb and therefore limits the movement of the limb, you don't need prophecy to see and to know. You just look at the limbs. The one that is smaller is the one that is never used much. Yeah. Just by doing nothing, you lose weight, you lose size. And I just feel that especially those that are within reach, so spend whatever you can spend to help them to maintain fellowship. I'll help you. Because I believe in what I'm preaching. Lift up your presence. Thank you, God.
1: Oh yes, thank, you, Jesus. thank Jesus. you I wanted to talk to you about your prayer life. Oh, Jesus, help
0: us, Ask him help us to pray. that you want to develop a strong oh, prayer life. A strong prayer life. And therefore may pray. by his spirit Jesus, reveal Jesus, to you in your inner mind rivers,
1: rivers, the hindrances rivers, the things that are standing in your way. Jesus help us yes whatever is fighting thank us you, help Lord. us reveal it unto us show it to us thank you Jesus. whatever is standing on our way in our prayer life help us oh God to remove it show it to us in the name of Jesus Masa you, mama, mama, manduru, help us to wake up to rise up early in the morning to discipline our bodies to just oh. to be awake. Whatever time, Whatever time you, you need to make. make to make cry unto on the, the Lord. it Oh, thank us, you, Jesus. Help
2: us, Jesus.
1: Help Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit, thank we need you, your help. Thank you, Lord, your voice yan tama katri ribres yanta mama 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 ndoro kristo talaboro mama mama help us to set time to spend time with you in prayer in your way in prayer early in the morning masikete ribres yantara mama 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 ndoro urikata laboro yenter medel syanta mama mama ndoro Reberesyatama Kanduru. Ma santalaboro sienta mandurum. Oh Jesus. Oh, lift your voice. Masikate. Oh, rica santo. Rika talaboro siente. Reberes yanta mama mandaru. Reberesyanta. Mamma ma mama. Rika talaboro sientere. Rivedes yanta ma mama. Masanta la worosiene. Rika talaboru. Riveres yanta ma manaru. Rika barasianta mama mandere, ribelesianta mama mandoro, rika barasianta mama mandoro, mese teleboro siante, mama mandoro, mama mandolo boros. rikebelesianta ma. Maya kataro dere kasinde, rika barasianta mama mandere,
0: Mi canta la
2: mamma Mi canta la loro
0: sinti Thank you Jesus Thank
1: Jesus. you Jesus. Jesus. Jesus.
3: Jesus said <laughs> the sex <sons laughs> is
0: By prayer and supplications, would overcome the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord for your prayer life. I want to thank God for your prayer life, and that God, by His Spirit, is enabling you, making every step you take fruitful in developing a prayer life. By his spirit is imparting to you strength in your inner man to overcome the, flesh. the tricks of flesh are no longer working against you because God is helping you to have a prayer life, to have a prayer life that your spirit will be developed, and by your spirit, you will know all things that God has prepared for you. By your spirit, you see beyond what is missing. To know that the Lord is with you and He will never forsake you, no matter what you want. By your spirit's developing, you shall see and have hope because the end is always good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice and thank the Lord for today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank 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 you. Thank you for today. Thank you. Something is happening in you. The best of you. a prayer
2: life oh, yes. is
0: occurring. So oh, prayer, life. Oh, my prayer
2: life. A,
0: a strong to desire. Call to on the name of, of the Lord to call Jesus. Call Jesus. Jesus. It it is. yours.
1: Receive and it and pray. Receive oh, yes. Thank it. Receive it. to pray is my portion. Strength Pray, to wake up and like, pray is my portion. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Thank you for the spirits. you Thank you Thank you the, the spirit. Of I will Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
3: Jesus. Jesus. The beauty of Your hope, Lord, I will wait on You. I'll wait on You, Almighty
2: God,
3: in the beauty of Your. Life for you. Thank you
0: for a prayer, sustainable prayer life oh, yes. that will crown to you daily. Follow on your name
2: and we receive answers.
0: You guide us, you comfort us, you give us strength, you give us a word that will cause us to march that we may receive that which you have prepared for us blessed inheritance of the saints, which is
3: our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Bless
0: you. As every head is bad and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. Because Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. He's the way. Today, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand, let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. I want to be born again. Lift it up high. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. I'll pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. If you are here and you are not born again, you know it that you are not born again. You don't even know what it means to Father, we thank you for today. Help us in every way to live for you, to know you, to walk with you, and to be guided by your word. To live in your wisdom that makes us great in the sight of all. We thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen will play clip We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information please visit our website on RoyaltyHouseSouthAfrica.org.